welcome to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for World Summit on Digital Built Environments. Let's redefine sustainability for urban future together. WDBE.org Hello and welcome to this episode of the WDBE Talks. I'm Arnie Heiskanen. And I have three guests with whom we are going to discuss the theme of the upcoming WDBE prevent titled WWF Life Economize Kira Challenge. And the theme is innovation in resilient low carbon building stock. And my three guests are Jussi Nikola, head of ecological footprint program at WWF Finland, Anna Hurske, head of responsible investments at Ilmarinen, Finland's oldest pension company, Eero Sihvonen, CFO at Citicon, a leading owner, manager, and developer of mixed-use centers for urban living. At first, uh, could you, Jussi, um, tell a little bit about the pre-event and the challenge? Yes, sure. Um, so the challenge is um, <clears throat> an opportunity for uh, innovative companies to provide solutions or pitch solutions to our jury. So, so the whole point is to unlock the investment potential for low carbon building stock. And, and of course, um, the building owners want to see the best solutions and newest innovations that are investable. So, so this, is, this is the opportunity to kind of provide and see solutions and, and, and get, get um, them assessed by the jury. So why is WWF Finland interested in uh, any of this? Yes, uh, of course, we all know the, the um, urgency of, of climate issue and, and how, how it uh, spreads over the whole society. And, and as we know, buildings are, are, are the places where a big share of, of uh, energy consumption is happening. So we need, we need to move and transform every part of our society and, and buildings is, is one of them. And basically we need that to happen much faster. And our kind of assumption is that, that there is a big potential for energy savings and there are also business opportunities in the energy savings. Different studies uh, indicate that direction. And uh, we find our role as a kind of a supporter and, and um, hopefully a facilitator for the solution providers and also the owners of the building to meet and, and kind of uh, speed up the process of, of transformation. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, Anna and Eero, since you are involved in making an investment decisions and your organizations are investing, what does a climate-proof building stock mean to you? Perhaps, Anna, you would uh, start. Sure. Um, it, it's kind of like weird for us to talk about this, this issue now as something new, um, because to us, this is definitely not something uh, like this doesn't have a novelty value because we've been doing uh, energy efficiency for years and years. Um, ESG, environmental, social and governance issues have been a cornerstone of our investment decision making for a very long time. 
Um, Ilmarinen, for example, um, is the first Finnish investor that signed the UN-backed principles for responsible investment um, back in 2006. So, so we have a, a, a long history of, of, of so like managing our investments in a, in a secure, profitable and responsible manner. Uh, obviously, um, there are, are things that you can always improve and you can always develop and, and, and you learn more and, and you're able to do more. Uh, for example, talking about energy efficiency, uh, some of the low-hanging fruits have, have already been utilized in, in areas like Finland, um, but there's still more that can be done and technological advances can help us, not just with the existing building stock, but when we are developing and renovating um, new buildings, that's a, that's a very important issue that sometimes kind of like left, gets left behind in the discussion when everyone's talking about the current building stock and not so much about uh, new build, new up and coming building stock. Um, I was based in, in Hong Kong between 2015 and 2018. Um, energy efficiency is not, <laughs> is not discussed in, in Hong Kong uh, to the extent that it should be. Um, and, and, and we're very good in the Nordic countries at looking at these issues, but still there's way more that we can do. And it makes good sense. It, it's good portfolio management to look at these issues. And, and that's why we, uh, we keep on doing and we keep on working on these topics. Eero, uh, how is Citicon uh, and, and how are you seeing uh, the, this uh, idea of climate proof, uh, proof building stock? Yeah, naturally, we all uh, use a little bit uh, varying vocabulary, uh, but what we mean uh, uh, with the same thing, climate-proof building building stock, is that uh, essentially uh, all of our uh, shopping centers are or will be at least uh, environmentally certified either either by BREEAM and or, or LEED, and, and we are naturally seeking for the best, highest possible ratings there. And our angle, particularly lately, has been uh, the practical uh, benefits and even even cost savings, if you if if, if you like. So uh, there are many aspects uh, of um, of the climate proof uh, building stock that uh, actually makes very good business business sense, and and uh, it starts from uh, lead lighting. It it starts from um, geothermal, uh, it starts from uh, solar energy, uh, and in, in general uh, what we are looking for is uh, uh, savings in, in operating expenses, uh, yield on, on investments, and, and often uh, environmental investments uh, actually have offered the shortest payback periods uh, of, of all investments that we have, we have had in hand. So we all know that uh, these issues make good uh, uh, general citizen sense, but uh, we have additionally been concentrating on on making making good bottom line sense. And, and naturally, for me as, as a CFO, this has been the particularly important practical practical uh, like angle of these issues. A few years ago. We still were wondering if this this is just something of, of extra cost and not so much uh, any returns. Yes, and naturally there is the phase that uh, this is a cost, like investment cost in in many cases. But um, 
in most uh, most cases actually just like i i, I mentioned uh, these investments also do make economical sense and that is that is uh, the primary reason why why we would be interested in those and you see you had some ideas also yes and it's uh, thanks it's um really good to hear the words it makes also economical sense um because then then uh, saving the world is is more easy when it makes more economical sense and if it if it doesn't make sense then it must be then the basically the conditions and maybe the policies around it must be changed in a way that it makes sense also in economical economical sense um uh, what, what is future proof building stock <clears throat> if you look at like 1.5 degree lifestyles and okay this this is related with mostly with with private consumption and housing with it within it but there's a there's a, a study by the alto university assessing different parts of of private consumption and housing being part of being one of them and uh, uh, it it describes that that in next 10 years uh, the emissions from housing should decrease by almost 70 percentage in 10 years so um, that means basically that um, doubling or tripling or or even more times faster um, renovating the the buildings and and changing the energy that is used from from uh, um emissions to emissions free uh forms of energy so um it's a it's something business unusual uh so so this is it's the transformation is is deep and it's fast if we want to achieve 1.5 degrees or or uh, uh, uh this paris agreement targets so that that's kind of our our um, main point that we want to step in and shake the the business a bit in order to uh make it act faster also and and hope we uh, and and kind of it seems to us that there are also business cases that could be uh, adopted more fast uh, faster than than is being done at the moment. Uh, Anna, you had something to, to add. Yes, uh, I, I totally agree with what Eero said earlier about the, uh, the, the financial aspects of, of uh, climate proof buildings. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful to see how, how uh, for example, clients are, are starting to get interested in these as well. Because when we started on this journey so many years ago, um, it was it was more to do with the uh, the it was like internally driven. We felt that we wanted to be part of our certification programs for our existing building stock, uh, or more more so for the newer building stock that that needed to happen. And 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 clients were not really asking about that. Um, now clients are asking about energy efficiency. Clients want to have uh, healthy 
uh, comfortable, um, efficient buildings to work in, to live in, to, to operate in. And that's that's always a, a positive thing for uh, a, so like a real estate investor like Ilmarinen that has taken these issues um, at the core of our investment decision making and our operations on the real, uh, real estate side. You see, uh, you already mentioned the ambitious goals uh, relating to climate and energy uh, for 2030. Uh, so, uh, Anna and Eero, how does a climate-proof building stock of your organization look like 10, 10 years from now? Well, if I if I start um, at Ilmarinen, we have made a, a public commitment to be carbon neutral by uh, the end of 2035, which is uh, in line with uh, with Finland's uh, own national um, carbon neutrality target. Uh, that means that we need to be very uh, very aware of of how uh, real estate impacts our, our portfolio, and also one of the issues um, that we need to be very mindful is also the uh, the building of of new uh, building stock. How to make sure that that uh, when we are building. Um, we are also being efficient in the building phase. And, and at Ilmarinen, we've been calculating our, our CO2 uh, emissions from the building phase for, for many years, and we publish those numbers. Uh, and, and that's one way for us to, to try to, to show the, the kind of like the transparency and the way that we, we, uh, we work forward and how, to, um, try, how we can try to create also change uh, in in getting uh, also the building phase emissions down, not just the uh, the the emissions from the actual usage of a building, and and if we think of this, then then the whole notion of of um, uh, planning, city planning, for example, is is a very uh, vital point. Uh, as in, for example, how many car parks do we need? How many car car parking spaces do we need in a residential building, for example? Because we all know that those spaces are being built underground, and building underground is very resource intensive. It is very very. Uh, we need a lot of steel. We need a lot of concrete, and 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 those are are the uh, the types of of materials that increase the emissions of a, a, a particular building. So if we can reduce some of those demands, that can have a huge impact on, on, uh, on the building phase emissions, but also on the usage phase when we look at the, the emissions from a broader scope than just the energy used um, in the building itself, but all the activities that are, are related to that. But specifically to your question, how, what does our portfolio look like? Um, we, ha we have a, a, a big program on certifying our existing, existing um, uh, real estate portfolio. Every new building that we do need to be certified at a, at a high, very high standard. So, so that's kind of like a ongoing, <laughs> to us, it's business as usual. We've been doing this for, for many, many, many years. Um, so, so I think in, in, uh, in 10 years time, that will definitely also show on, on the emission levels coming from our real estate portfolio yes uh, we of course when it comes to carb carbon we we also expect to be carbon neutral by by then but in in more con concrete terms uh, i would like to think that uh, our sh our centers and our properties will be more like uh, isomena and i use isomena as an as an example because uh, that is uh, uh, like uh, 
public transportation hub in the sense that uh, the center is on top of a very busy metro station. It has a bus terminal and it's generally at the, like a public transportation hub. And this is very important uh, for us in the sense that we want to have our centers where people move, where people work, where they live. And uh, these centers are not like retail only, but they are uh, like multi-use, mixed-use, and that is very important because we don't we 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 also offer our customers and and tenants several public services. Like in, for example, in Isomena, there is. Uh, city of Espoo service square and in practice uh, the city of Espoo already occupies like the third third floor nearly nearly entirely of the of the of the new part of Isomena so that is very important that we we are part of the society and and we offer uh, to the city of Espoo uh, in in this particular center we offer all uh, services and and we are like more than retail retail only and we are we are in a positive manner part of part of the society so we are actively uh, developing our centers more towards this um, uh, this direction and and this is by the way also good for the environment because uh, to Isomena and several other centers you can come with public transportation uh, not not by metro to every place, but already with metro to many many of our locations, and we are now investing into a new center called Lippulaiva in Espoolahti. And when the when the metro will be extended there, we will be offering a shopping center on top of the metro line again, and and supported by additional residential. Uh, buildings and, and many many other services so this is how uh, we think that our our portfolio will look like at that point of time well you see you had something these are really um interesting examples to to hear from ero and anna when i look at the data from uh, like from um, different buildings uh, like uh, data from thousands of of, of buildings or hundreds, let's say hundreds of buildings and their energy efficiency and their emissions, and then the, the situation how it's today. And then if I compare that to the, to the declining carbon budget that is, that is facing the, the real estate sector also, to me, it, it looks like that it's really urgent business to basically pick a building and move that to this climate proof sector by increasing the energy efficiency of the building really fast and and really a lot and also in many cases changing the energy source for the building mainly for heating in this in this case and to me it seems that that the task is massive and the change is really huge so it's much more than certifying that or something like that so i, I would like to ask Aaron, on have you have you analyzed your portfolios against this 1.5 degree or paris agreement targets 
and how many let's say what what is the share of your portfolio that needs to be improved in next 10 years and how much must it must be improved in terms of emissions per square meter or however you want to define it in order to meet this 1.5 degree target well, we haven't done that exercise on our real estate side. We, we've been doing that exercise uh, on the equity and fixed income investments. We started started from there because those calculation methodologies are, are, are sort of like uh, existing, although they, they also have some some problems like teething problems, like all new new methodologies and calculations uh, do have. To, to your question, as in um, how much needs to be improved in, in 10 years' time, I'd like to reiterate myself that you can always improve. You can always do things better. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the, the, um, the big issue here is that you're never ready. And for the certification program, for example, we use LEED. So, so even though we, we certified a couple of our, our, our very, very large buildings from uh, based in Helsinki city center last year, doesn't mean that the work is over and done with because uh, we want to keep those certifications uh, active and in place, which means that we need to actively uh, work together with the tenants to improve uh, and further develop those buildings uh, in order to um, keep that certification uh, after after the five year five year period. So that needs that needs to be done. Then also what needs to be done and needs to be be looked at carefully is when you are uh, renovating a building, um, you, when you're tearing down buildings, um, what do you do with the with the materials that you are stripping away from a building? It's not good, uh, good enough that you just burn them and think that, OK, we've done our, our share because we've saw like almost like recycled them. No, burn, burning material is not recycling. So, so we, uh, we were one of the first, um, first investors to actually uh, sort of publicly uh, commit to the, uh, the Green Deal on, on demolition, building demolition, uh, uh, which means that we need to, to really uh, look uh, like, and, and improve uh, the amount of uh, recycled and upcycled material from, uh, from uh, building sites. Uh, through uh, renovations, for example, uh, and so on and so on. So there's a there's a, a lot that can be done and and needs to be done in order to to improve um, the the situation. Yeah, I don't think that we have either uh, like made such an exact uh, calculation or, or or study on what would be the exact impact 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 for us. But I do know that our our properties in general are already in very good shape in this in in this regard and i would just like to highlight that it's very important uh, basically to have a long term plan for all all of your properties and and we have a business plan for each and every every property and part of the business plan is is um, is like a maintenance and investment plan as well and it needs to be based on like a five-year or ten-year business plan what uh, what needs to be done and of course this environmentally related investment requirements are um, need to be instituted and included in such a such an investment and, and, and business plan so the you need to see things in in in, in advance and and uh, and you need to plan for investment needs in all of your all of your properties 
a few years back, our, our uh, Deputy Chief Investment Officer um, made a public pledge, and it was the time when we were uh, renovating also the uh, the main post office in Helsinki City Centre. So, so, so uh, on the scaffoldings, uh, there was there was a big, huge post-it note that said um, the buildings we build uh, that that we're pledging that the buildings that we build will last at least a hundred years. And that's kind of like the, the way that we need to think that whenever we are planning to build a new building uh, in 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 the actual um, sort of development phase or, or planning what we're going to do, we need to make sure that that we make uh, and create uh, flexible spaces so that that the, the spaces can really have a very, very long uh, life cycle that that they are not uh, made redundant in 10 or 20 or 30 years time that when we do do sort of like uh, start this this whole planning um, process we need to make sure that okay in 100 years time um, what happens to this building and when we do need to make some renovations and and update uh, the plumbing system or the electrical system or whatnot we we create the buildings or we build the buildings in, in such a way that it's easy easy to do the, those kind of uh, big maintenance work as well and, and renovation work as well that we don't need to tear down half the building just to get to to one part of the building that needs uh, fixing and like Eero said you need to have a a, a good investment plan um, and and kind of like treat the building as if it would be brand new every single day of, of the year that it, it's kind of like you you upkeep you make sure that the uh, the, the renovations and the, the further investments are done in in a manner that that maintains the value of the building keeps it relevant keeps it um like modern even if it would be a hundred year building because that is one way of reducing your footprint by not needing to uh, to build uh, a new building too soon after you've you've uh, actually kind of built the original building when I was based in Hong Kong, it was it was horrible to see. There was one um, glass tower that was that was a, a hotel building, uh, very centrally located, and it was seven eight years old. And the owner of that property had just filed uh, for the right to uh, basically tear the whole building down and wanting to build a new one. And to me, having a glass steel uh, concrete complex of uh, I don't know, it was probably something like 50, 60 stories high. Uh, that was just eight years old. That is such a waste of resources, and that's something that should never ever happen. That whatever you build, you have that life cycle model thing, like that thinking in your head from from day one when you start uh, just uh, thinking of what you're going to build. Uh, sounds terrible. You <laughs> uh, see, you had some ideas. Yes, the, there are. <clears throat> these are kind of. This terrible example is a is a bad good example about the also the comprehensiveness of of this whole whole thing about uh, buildings and 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 the society and and the needs of the society and it's a it's a comprehensive question as as what is has been mentioned here, but on the other hand, I, I like to reduce the question sometimes just to emissions and emission budgets because that is that basically dictates have in a in a rather sing, uh, simple number and measure are we failing or are we succeeding 
And uh, then, uh, of course, we need continuous improvement and we need to have the buildings in good shape. But when I, when I look at the, the emission reduction targets that are, or the amounts of emission reductions that are needed in order to stay within the Paris Agreement uh, boundaries. Uh, so in, in global level, that's like 7.5% uh, emission reductions per year. Um, so that is really fast and steep and that dictates the, the carbon budget. And it, when, I, when I look at these numbers and when I look at the current state of the buildings, it just, it's difficult to draw the exact lines and, and it's, there are many questions of definitions also. But the feeling is that we kind of need to at least double the amount of energy efficiency and, and low carbon investments in buildings in next year and in, in next five years and then double it again in the next five years. That, I'm not sure if this is, this is just a like rough estimation, but this is something that comes to me when I look at these numbers and it really is business un, unusual, I would say. And, and I'm just trying to find the magic buttons where to push to make that happen. Can I can I just add, add, add just to like one comment that I wouldn't be too um, too sort of like uh, disheartened by that because we know that there are markets where very little has been done on energy efficiency with regards to buildings, and and that means that they are the what I previously referred to as the low hanging fruits that th those those exist and and you can you can get great um, energy efficiency reductions through that. Um, I think it's it's uh, it's very um, kind of like a comforting uh, almost to know that there are several studies and several examples in the US uh, where some of the biggest uh, biggest uh, so like a mortgage uh, mortgage um, organizations have actually so like teamed up with uh, with with banks and and, and other uh, actors in the in the society on creating these these kind of like a, a mortgages where your your loan premiums are lower when when you're using that money to either a build uh, or buy an energy efficient um, house apartment uh, or or whether it's a commercial property or that you want to renovate it because they they've the uh, they've done studies with uh, academia where they are showing that for example um, so like uh, lenders or, or customers who who loan money from from the uh, the mortgage organizations and use it for energy efficiency, the default rates on their mortgages is way lower than than uh, the ordinary customer. So it also makes sense for the uh, the, uh, the the lender to to actually uh, push forward for energy efficiency because their own risks uh, get lower. This, this is really uh, such an example that, that is really inspiring. And this is one example. And I, I got kind of, uh, this is my hunch uh, just uh, and, and based on some researches and by, uh, based on other examples that there are these kind of opportunities much more than, than what, are, uh, what is being utilized at the moment. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering what kind of 
powers could we unleash if 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 uh, if these kind of potentials would be used in 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 their in their full potential? I'm I'm not sure if I'm just imagining, but in in a way the, there's like this kind of a stick and carrot kind of situation that there should be carrots out there, many of them, but if 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 there's no appetite for carrots, then there must be stick <laughs> that that must force the real estate sector to move faster yeah i don't think it's so it's not only in in the us also in in europe it's uh, has gradually starting to kind of uh, to emerge uh, uh, lending which uh, which is partly related to to environmental things and particularly the so-called green bonds have started to emerge and until very recently there has actually been no uh, difference in, in, in cost in, in, in bond prices. In Sweden, interestingly, uh, more like in 2019, uh, there started to be a slight difference in, in cost of uh, so-called green bonds compared to ordinary bonds and, and this difference uh, was uh, not more than say five so-called basis points uh, but still it's it's a very interesting and important development that uh, bond financing uh, targeted for uh, sort of a, a environmentally approved i.e green purposes and and uh, which has been demonstrated to the effect that they have been qualified as as green bonds uh, are already slightly slightly cheaper and we for example citicon we have uh, we have established a, established a so-called green financing framework meaning that all of our international bonds uh, are issued under a so-called medium term note facility which has been construed as a green financing framework meaning that always when we issue bonds that are targeted to either domestic or Nordic or international, uh, mainly institutional investors. We certify to them, and there's a third party opinion provider who, who, who really certifies that they go to, towards these purposes. Um, we, we have pledged that uh, these financing will, the proceeds of these financings will be utilized for such, uh, such purposes. And I, I think that this is really the way in the future forward and i'm quite sure that uh, uh, in the future there will be a, a like a bigger incentive uh, incentivizing um, uh, financing towards these purposes yeah so in other words there are tools and solutions already available um, but there certainly are some still missing and if we think about the upcoming uh, pitch fest, uh, where we are expecting to hear wonderful uh, solutions or s suggestions and ideas, what kind of uh, things are you looking uh, if you're thinking about uh, solutions uh, in this sector? In other words, what what would you like to see and hear? Maybe I, I, I could start as the uh, non-real estate ex expert here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, um, to hearing uh, innovative, um, exciting, uh, enthusiastic pitches on, 
uh, on technological advances that that can help uh, solve some of the issues that that we have at hand. I can't be more specific because I I don't have a a specific problem in mind that I would need a solution today. Uh, possibly the best best outcome would be that um, there is a solution out there for a problem I didn't know it existed until I hear that pitch uh, next week. Yeah, I would like to see like practical investable solutions that uh, that are, are actionable, like in a, in a in a short short period of time. They don't have to be uh, like uh, the greatest and and most uh, earth shaking uh, innovations as such, but uh, even even things that would help the everyday life and 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 would bring our work and our our daily life a little bit uh, closer towards the overall overall goals i think these these uh criteria mentioned by Eero and on are 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 good um i would say that the measure of success is is carbon emissions budget that are aligned with 1.5 degrees so that is that is like one uh, really important criteria to to look at of course it must be investable it must be uh, concrete uh, hopefully the, hopefully there are also more kind of uh, um, new types of ideas also but uh, f for me um, of course it's it's the it's the emission reductions and i would i have a feeling that that there are kind of uh, technological solutions and 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 uh, such but one thing that is difficult to which is not really an innovation but i, I feel that we need more uh, kind of uh, these i'm not sure if it's a good word middle men and middle women that kind of organize these um opportunities or kind of kind of um, conceptualize the opportunities pool them and 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 then then make them investable that is something that i, I see that there's maybe lacking lacking uh, action in that part i'm not yeah that's my feeling i think we could talk about these issues uh, and and the subject uh, much longer but i think that it's now time to thank you for the wonderful discussion and i hope to see uh, you and uh, many other people at the pre-event on Tuesday and, of course, at the main WDBE conference in September. S and to find more information about the challenge and the other interesting events, go to wdbe.org. Thank you very much, Jussi, Anna and Eero, and uh, all the best for your future. Thank you. Thank, Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Likewise. You. Okay. Bye-bye. This podcast episode was produced with the contribution of the live program of the European Union. WDBE Talks. Visit wdbe.org.